Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Because I love you and you love me. And you only love me because I first loved you. So don't think it's because you love him he's going to do that. You love him because he first loved you. So actually he works all things together for good because he loves you. And you love, and you love him. And Jesus came to paint a whole new picture of the kingdom. There's always a solution to anything you face. It might be in you. It might be in someone else. And oh, my all-time favorite from the Old Testament and it came to pass. And it came to pass. And they went through the war and the, and the famine. And the destruction, but it came to pass. Man, I, better, I remind myself weekly. And it came to pass. I got the scooter now I'm riding. And the one side panel got damaged. It has to be replaced. And I mean, I nearly backslid. <laughs> no, not really. Joke. Immediately, I've got to remind myself, there's a solution. This is not the end of the world, and it's going to come to pass. You've got to just ask God, help me see things differently. That includes the angelic realm. This is not mythology. Angelic teaching in the scripture is not under the category of, of goblins and would-bees and fairies. They are living beings. And they don't look anything like you think they look like. So get that picture out of your mind. I think of them as looking more like futuristic. You know, like Star Wars movies where you have those big robots. Like, yes, Terry, how can we serve you today, Terry? Not these little... Angels towering, mighty, invisible to the physical eyes and physical senses. They are mighty to serve. And you know, James got some revelation about can you command or not. I don't know. I just know when I declare the word of God, they rush in to perform it. I just know when I say, Father, thank you for this person's salvation. Angels committed to that person's salvation rush in. They say, thank you for giving us a job description. We've been so bored. We've been so unutilized. We've been so lazy. We're sitting around on our cell phones playing games and, you know, kicking each other and playing, you know, you know paper, scissors, rock, waiting for, waiting for someone to get excited. And now you've said, Jesus, you died for so-and-so, and I'm calling them into the kingdom. And they all their eyes open. You know, I had, a, I had a picture. I didn't even share this with Janet when she was teaching on angels. Um, that I saw, oh, I don't know, should I say this publicly? I saw angels sitting around some people so, so frustrated. So like, does this person know that they are the righteousness of God? Does, does this person know that Jesus says whatever they bound on earth will be bound in heaven? They look at each other and go, you know, we can't do that. Does this person know 
that whatever they say in agreement to God's word and his will is going to be fulfilled. I mean, we, hey guys, we can't do that. We're more powerful than the sucker. We could flick his head off right now and he wouldn't even miss a beat. But we can't do the stuff he can do. What the heck? Why doesn't he know? Why has nobody told him that he's more than a conqueror through Jesus who is the supreme God? How come he doesn't know that God has got a purpose and a calling on him to, to set people free? He's anointed to preach the gospel. He's anointed to open the eyes of the blind. He's open to cause the crippled to walk. He's anointed to bring salvation in his nation. And look at him sitting there. His biggest decision today. Cricket or sevens rugby? Cricket? No, I'm kidding. I mean, I love sport. I'm, I'm exaggerating past this point now. Those angels didn't do that. They love cricket. <laughs> My angels love cricket. But they're tired of being tired, of being tired, of being bored. I never shared that with you. Eh? Good word, eh? You're glad I shared it publicly. Can I share some other stuff publicly? No, 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 no. So why are we more scared of curses then we have faith for blessings. Because what you believe will become your experience if you attach faith to it. You can't consistently behave in a way that's inconsistent to the way you see yourself and what you believe about yourself. You can do it for a while. You know, if I say, I'm a, I'm a comrade's runner, but I know my internal picture is very clear that I've got about one kilometer ahead of me and I'm finished. If my internal picture, which is more in line with reality, is that, that's got to change first. I've got to do a 15 and a 20 and a 30. Eventually, I'll believe because I've tested it. Now, when we keep believing the worst about ourselves, it's hard to act the best we are. You can't consistently behave in a way that's inconsistent to the way you see yourself. So I want to tell you, sitting here this morning, in you is a mighty warrior. I want to tell you this morning, in you is a mighty leader. I want to tell you, all of you have got gifts that have still got to be plummeted and plunged and exposed. All of you have got something in God that you haven't stepped into yet. And I want to declare that your best days are ahead and not behind you. I want to see our minds renewed to believing for big things in God and trusting Him. Well, I, I can't lead because, you know, I'm just, I tried before and I failed. And I tried to do this thing and somebody criticized me and, and then somebody made me feel bad about it and, 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 and I got all burnt out and so I'd love to be able to do this or do that. But you see, we can go all our life believing that. It's like the parents who went out on a date and got a babysitter and their child was so raucous, so wild, so ADDDDDDD, high on sugar. And God thought, oh, this is going to be awful. Handed the keys to the babysitter. Got up. Child was dead quiet, behaved, hadn't stepped out of line. 
parents, please divulge your higher wisdom that we may know how to control this child. And the babysitter said, very easy. I just told him there was a, a demon dragon in the bedroom where the doors closed. And if they made one noise, I was going to put them in there. Now, that's like gross. And like good parents, they said, you said, what? You come with us right now. We wake our child up. And you tell them that that was a lie and there's no such thing. And we're going to switch the light on and go into that room right now. You know why the parents did that? Because you can't have someone believing a lie. Even if it seems to bring better behavior. Hello? Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like the gospel? For too long, too many in so-called Christianity have believed lies to correct behavior, but the lie has to be exposed. And maybe there's a season of anger. Maybe there's a season of, why was I lied to? And we become like teenagers again and get a little bit iffy. And we've got to get through that and grow up because it's much better when our behavior, our experience, passes us because of what we believe, and we believe the truth. We believe Jesus came to set us free. Those thoughts that I'm not fully free, we just, we, 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 you laugh at lies. I, this guy that uh, does the laugh at lies, is Steve Bucker. He did a session. Um, Dom and Rhoda used to play here. Uh, they'd had a conference last week, and he went through his whole thing on just lying at last. I mean, laughing. Laughing, laughing at last. You see, if you hear something ridiculous like what I just said, you laugh. Who laughed at that? You laugh. See, some, when someone tells you something really ridiculous, like if someone came to you now, if, you, if I go to Janet, sweetie, you're not behaving. There's a dragon and a demon in that bedroom, and I'm going to stick you. What's she going to do? That's what she's going to do. Exactly. Ah, ah, beautiful Putlem and Dalo. Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But then the devil comes to us like, oh, you know, uh, your children's future is going to be so dismal and so bleak. And oh, they are going to have it so hard. Okay, let's laugh like beauty. <laughs> Now, I mean, like, let's laugh like the devil told us that now. <laughs> Come on, beauty, laugh, man. Laugh, help me here. Some over here didn't, hey, you look too serious. Oh, I'm watching you. Hey, don't look at me like that. Eh? Come on. The devil comes and says, oh, that business, it's just a matter of time before you're all unemployed and on the street begging. Why are you laughing? You're laughing because it's so ridiculous. And it's a lie. Now we can choose to rather believe what God says about us. So what does God say about us? Never seen the righteous forsaken or the children breaking bread. Now I know there's consequences for stupid things. We've got to work through seasons. But even in those seasons, there's grace. And there's protection. And there's healing. Thank God we don't always get what we deserved. 
Hello? Anybody out there going, thank God we don't get what we deserve. Then we would deserve what we get. But we don't get what we deserved. We just stop and say, God, what an idiot I was. That is not who I am anymore. I used to be a worm crawling around in the poo, but that worm transformed into a butterfly, and I'm flying above the poo, and if I accidentally land on the poo, that's just a mistake. I don't live there anymore with my cousins. I've moved out of the poo. I'm on a journey. Cousins can stay in the poo. I'm moving out. I'm flying above. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. The moment the devil can get you to see yourself as a wormy, you can never see yourself worthy. And you are worthy in Christ. You are worthy. He has set you free. Has set you free indeed. Now, too much about Christianity was, how can I try harder to be what God wants me to be? Instead of saying with Paul, this is the key New Testament scripture for me that wraps it all together, Galatians 2.20. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. Uh, so I've been crucified with Christ. I've been, cru- I've been crucified. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I live now, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died for me. You see, that is the summary of the new covenant, Christian life. And you can find a verse here in Corinthians when he's writing a case-specific message to people and focus on should I wear a hat and shouldn't I wear a hat. And, you know, whatever blows your hair back, believe it. Or you can focus on another verse that, you know, is there going to be seven years before the tribulation or seven years? Or you can focus on another verse where he says, you know, uh, when I come to you, I'm going to bring the rod and and not the staff because some of you are out of line. Uh, And you can take that one verse and apply it to yourself. And you'll be doing a big disservice to the gospel. The gospel is not one verse or two verses. The New Testament is is the new covenant. And I honestly believe that when you take the broad message of the, of the new covenant, the, the gospel of God's grace, you find out that we don't live anymore. Someone took over, and his name is Jesus. And he stepped into us, took out the old, out of the old and in with the new, Amen. Out of the old, took out the old, put in the new, and the new man is created in Christ Jesus for works of righteousness. I stand in the same authority and position as Jesus does. And now I begin to speak differently, and I begin to see things differently, and I even interpret through what I hear differently, because I'm not going to believe everything that's said out there. I like what Donald Trump says, fake news. You know, until a president stood up and said that, everybody believed everything they heard. And then suddenly someone comes and says, fake news. Oh, how dare you say to CNN and Sky and Al Jazeera and new T- SATV that they are junk. Huh? So at least someone said it. At least somebody said it. A lot of us were thinking it. Took a presence. I don't agree with a lot of what he does, but I like that about him. He's not fitting in to the status quo and the... Uh, Hollywood elite who want to promote their little agenda and all their movies portray their values. So it's okay for two girls to kiss and go wake up in bed together because Hollywood said so. Who runs Hollywood? 
bunch of homosexuals run Hollywood. And Donald Trump came out of the blocks and said, I'm not going with Hollywood anymore. If they vote for me or don't vote for me, I don't care. I'm going to tell the truth. Now, this church, let me just pause here. This church loves gay people, lesbian people, bisexual people. We even love straight people. Really? And we want them to come here. Come, come, and worship with us. Come and, 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 and hear the word, and come, and we trust God with you for a mighty transformation. Amen? We might not let you into the inner circle of leadership in the church because we don't have and share the same values of relationships. But do we love you? Do we accept you? Do we want to have community here where you are? You are most. Is that clear? No one's going to go from here and say, Pastor Steve's a bigot. So, the new creation means we see things differently, we process information differently. Means we even might see an angel. Or at least we should expect that angelic activity is going on around us. Hello? It means that we believe that the curse is not as powerful as the blessing. And when I'm blessed, it's more powerful and potent to release God's best than if somebody says they cursed me or put a curse on me. I start changing a belief system, and my experience will never pass what I choose to believe on truth as truth comes to me, whether or not I fully understand it or agree with it. first. If it's truth, it's got to have its work in my heart. Alcoholics can be set free if they believe the truth. Drug addicts can be set free if they believe the truth. I, I heard this week somebody said to me, I've noticed uh, quite a few empty chairs in the church. And uh, I've just seen a couple here this morning as well. Now, I think if a church is built for 500 people, we should have 500 people worshiping together. Why have 30? God should have just given us resources for a church of 50. But he gave us resources for a church of 500. So why should only 300 be worshiping together? So I'm in agreement that these empty chairs represent somebody who should be part of worship here. Now, I know there's, I can think of so many people away this morning that would fill this whole block. Okay? But there's still that block. So it doesn't mean we turn a blind eye. It just means our focus shifts. God doesn't relate to us on our experience. He relates to us on his call on our life. What's our calling? To see people saved. So there's somebody who needs to get saved. There needs somebody to get discipled. There's somebody who needs to, who's going to become a leader in the church and their, her business and in the nation. That's not sitting here. That should be sitting here. We're not just talking about filling pews. And Joseph Prince said it very well. Don't don't worry. Don't focus on filling pews with people. Focus on filling people with the Holy Spirit and God. So 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 we're not we're not an obsessed. It was just because it came up in conversation. He and I said, Yeah, where were you last Sunday? And he laughed. Now, so, so, I mean, we, I understand, you know, it's not a, 
Hey, let's keep the church full because then all else will be insecure. And you're not allowed to ever go on holiday or ever take leave. Or, now, I would say make church a priority. Like Paul said, don't forsake it. In other words, don't move beyond the need for being part of a community and expressing corporate worship on a Sunday. But, but I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about somebody bought that, paid money, good money for that seat next to you. Why can't we see it filled? Well, thanks, Steve, for asking that question. Let me say it again. Let me say it differently. Can we believe that it can be filled? Why? Because we want a full church. Why? 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 Because uh, more bums and more bums and seats is more bucks in the bucket. Because that doesn't guarantee that either. Why, why do we want seats filled? We want a worshiping community. Quite right. Why do we want to see these seats filled with people? means people have got saved and are finding their way into the family of God. Why do we want to see seats filled? See the yeah, kingdom of God and future leaders and, and, and people that are on the front foot of, hey man, the best days are coming. That's for us and for the church into the future, and I want to be part of that. I don't want to miss out on that. So, so can I ask you to see differently this morning? So, so can you look around yourself and see those empty seats? I never planned to do this, but hey, and I'm on a roll now. In fact, I didn't get to my sermon either, but I'm on a roll now. Maybe my wife will let me preach that in four weeks' time. You see, I'm preaching starved, eh, babe? Isn't she gorgeous? I mean, okay, enough. Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. Sorry, focus. Can we stand up and just pray for people who need to get saved into this family and discipled in this family and become leaders in this family? Can we do that? Are you in agreement with me? Lord, we do. Just reach out to those seats. Reach out and and start seeing. Seeing angels. We declare, Lord, that this is your will, Lord, to see this house filled. So we thank you for harvesting angels that are going around the highways and byways, going from Hillcrest to Queensborough, from Queensborough to the Bluff, to the Bluff, to Durban North, and back again to, to Claremont. And everything in between, we thank you that it's being drawn in to the local churches, wherever you want people to be. We pray the same for His church. We pray the same for Red Point. We pray the same for Harvest. We pray the same for Hillside. We pray the same for Christ Church. We pray the same for the Baptist Church. We pray the same for the Methodists and the Anglican. We pray that those you want, Lord, to fill those houses with people that get saved, discipled, and released. And we pray for Highway right now. We thank you that we turn a corner and we see this building. Lord, we see only standing space in this church. We see this area filled with people. We see, Lord, it's gonna, we, we're going to have such a problem. I'm sorry, I'm bad confession, but we're going to have a big problem. I'm sorry, guys. And I've been positive all morning, but now I'm going to be a bit negative. We're going to have a major problem. Because so many cars are going to be coming in, you're not going to know where to park. It means you're going to have to double up. You're going to have to double up with other cars and other people to get in. So it's a problem. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a real problem. You know that seat that you hold so dearly? That's your seat. And if you got to church and someone's in there, you'd go like blank, like a cow, staring at a closed gate in a thunderstorm. Like, 
my seat. I'm, it's going to be a problem. I know it's a problem. I apologize in advance. I apologize in advance. It's going to, look, it's a problem. It's a problem that you're going to have to get coffee quickly because the cappuccino machine is going to run out, okay? But an overflow into your life is that you're going to have a problem because so many people are going to be coming to you asking for prayer because they know that you know your authority and you treat sickness like you treat the devil and you don't put up with nonsense. They won't have to run to the man of power for the hour. They'll be going to run to you. So that's going to be a problem because you're not going to get home at half past ten to your roast chicken. You're going to be going to your car like, okay, last one, Jesus Okay, I'm going to my car. Oh, sorry. Okay, last one. Okay, I'm going to my car. Okay, last one. Some of you are even going to have to share your testimony with people because they don't know who Jesus is. Now, that's a problem. Eh? That's a problem. It's like, oh, no. Steve, is this necessary? This is so, it was so cool here in our little church. I mean. So, Lord, we declare, no longer little church. And, Lord, we, you know our hearts. We... I'm so over, over needing to impress people by having things that I don't need. For people. Uh, but Lord, we want to see people added who are getting saved daily. Save daily. Say save daily. Save daily those who you added, those who you added to your church. We want to see saved daily those who you add to your church. Maybe, maybe you need some more ministry this morning because you're saying, I don't know if I've been born again. Or you're saying, I'm so full of confusion and doubt, I don't know what to believe anymore. Or maybe you're saying, hey, this area of sickness in my life, it's just not, I'm not getting victory or this financial problem. Then it's important, we want to give you an opportunity to get ministry. We want to get an opportunity to have the believers lay hands on you. So when we dismiss the service, that doesn't mean you've got to just go and hope next week you can get prayer. It means if you need prayer for any of those that you come, just stand on the side here where it's a little bit quieter. Believers will come to you and they will minister to your situation. That is as vital a part of this morning's service as the singing, the worship, as, as, as the communion table, as the word, as the coffee, is this time of ministry to you. Amen? So don't just be in the habit of rushing off if you have a need. You say, oh, it's just a little thing. I don't want to take up people's time. No, no, no. They, actually, they would love to pray for your little thing. They really would. You know, little thing, little things, big thing to God. No little thing in God's word. And they would love. In fact, the guys offering to pray, the worst for them is when they just stand every week and just like nobody needs them. You know when you don't feel needed? <laughs> no, don't do it for that reason. Do it because you have a need. So, Lord, we thank you. I want to speak a blessing over you, church, as you go. May the love of the Father, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always Till we meet again, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless. Have an awesome day. Amen. Amen.